everyone, and welcome to another episode of Taco Bata Tuesday, the show where we eat healthy, delicious tacos and have conversations about life. For those of you that are looking to achieve big things in life, this is an episode you are going to want to really dive into hard. I recently cracked open a book that has been blowing my mind and has been hitting home in so many ways that I want to dedicate this podcast to talking about some of the key things that it's going to take mentally to get you to where it is that you want to be in any capacity of your life. But before we go ahead and talk about that, let's go ahead and talk about the taco of the week. Y'all, it's been a while since we've done a dessert taco. So long. Uh, this weekend, my best friend really wanted to do like homemade ice cream. And it made me think about how like putting homemade ice cream on a taco is a really delicious thing. And with me craving desserts as of recently, that just made sense to actually do a dessert taco. So this week's dessert taco is a peanut butter and banana chocolate chunk taco. You're welcome. You're going to want to check out the show notes before you leave the episode today. It's pretty freaking good. Alrighty, let's go ahead and just dive right in. I think this is going to be a longer episode. It's going to be a two-part episode. We're going to do part one today and part two next week. So like I mentioned at the beginning, I started reading a book and this book is called It Takes What It Takes, How to Think Neutrally and Gain Control of Your Life by Trevor Moad. This individual has been sports psychologist, just to kind of generalize it and make it simple. He has been the workings behind some of the most successful teams and their mindset and how they show up on the field athletically. Like we're talking about like teams like Alabama, college teams, uh, even NFL teams, NBA teams, all of the things. Okay. So this guy knows what's up. And essentially this book has really resonated not only to me as an athlete and some of the big goals that I have in my athletic career, but just in life in general. And so what I want to say here is that if you are not an athlete, if you are not someone that has big goals in the gyms and out on the playing field like I do, it does not mean that this episode will not apply. This is going to apply to every single capacity of your life from work to relationships to, again, things like athletics, personal goals that you have. So settle in because the things that I'm about to tell you could quite literally change the game for you. We talk a lot about how where you want to be and where you're at currently is just a 2% shift and any one of these things could be the 2% shift, okay? So there are 12 principles that he talks about, okay? In this book, It Takes What It Takes. And so I'm going to go through the first half of them today. And again, I'll save this second half for next week. So the first one, it takes neutral thinking. If you've never heard of the term before, neutral thinking is essentially a high-performance strategy that emphasizes judgment-free thinking in pressure, or in in the middle of a crisis sort of type situation, okay? It is the harmony between positive thinking, so thinking optimism, and negative thinking, so thinking more on the pessimistic side, okay? One of the quotes 
that I want to share with you, and there's a couple that I'm going to share with you from this chapter that really hit, was each play has a history and a life of its own. It's important and it matters. You are responsible for it. But please know it has nothing to do with what happens next. Let that sink in for a little bit, okay? Because how often do we elevate the past and make it our excuse or our limitation? How often do we let it affect us in some capacity? The thing that I think about all the time is the time where I blew up in one of my DECA races and how that's kind of scared me since then to the point where now I'm afraid to do certain time trials or try certain things because of that worry, because of that fear of something that happened in the past. But really what happened was I learned a lesson and I figured out one of the ways that doesn't work for me and I move on and I do something different right? But how often do we let things like that scare us out of our potential for our future? The challenge of neutral thinking is to accept that whatever happened has happened, but outside of just it being a learning opportunity, it should not impact the next step that we take. The way that we take the emotion out of this and really actually move into neutral thinking is by navigating through these three states, okay? What has happened, what is happening, and what will happen. When you choose to take the emotion that will inevitably swell up inside of you based off of what has happened, and you speak truthfully into what the facts are, you can move past it. And what will happen is you will clear yourself up for what's the next best step to take. If there is anything that I really want you to take away from the words that are coming out of my mouth right now, it is this. Accepting the past as a real event can be extremely powerful. But more importantly, if you do, it will free you when you understand that the next event that happens to you in your life is completely independent of that past. And in fact, it can actually be different. So this is where you have to get real with yourself. What past are you carrying with you? What fears, what doubts, what beliefs, what memories, what moments, what are the things that are not serving you that are creating more limitations and more disbelief and doubt in your life? What are those things that you need to let go of? What are those thoughts that you need to flip and instead look at them at a neutral standpoint to state what happened, to state what you learned, and use that to take your next step? Because when you do that, A, you realize that there's so much more freedom and opportunity, again, to keep moving forward and not being held back. And that's where you start to really, truly tap into your potential, okay? So that's the first thing. To get to where it is that you want to be, you have to really lean in to this idea of neutral thinking. And also recognizing, you guys, that at first, this is a process, right? To like completely shut out negativity in your life, to go straight to the neutral, or to like not always try and think, oh, like everything's great, it's rainbows and butterflies, right? Like some of us think that positive thinking is the only way to get to where we want to go. Not necessarily, right? It could be something that distracts us. 
to get from one of those two extremes is not something that's going to happen overnight. In fact, you might go to the negative and then you might try and go to the positive and then you are able to call yourself out to where you go in the middle. No, that's okay. And give yourself that grace. But we have to become more conscious and aware of how we can just call out the facts for what it is, remove the emotion from it, and therefore take the next best step. Okay. The next thing, it takes a plan, right? We've all heard, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. This is the thing that completely started to change my success within DECA. And that was having a plan from the routine that I did at the night before the competition to what I did that morning of to what it is that I actually executed in the race. And really, it came down to what it is that I walked in knowing what I needed to do in that race. Okay. But this is more than just logistics and a certain set of plays, you guys, though. This is also your mental and your emotional plan just as much. I want you to think about these things. Think about it in relation to what it is, like what's your number one priority right now? What's the goal that you're going after? What gets you into that optimal state? That state that allows for you to thrive, to be in flow, to be successful. What specific things mentally, emotionally, physically get you into that optimal state? What also might keep you from doing that? What would keep you from being in optimal state, right? Name the scenarios, name the situations. Some other questions from the book that I want to share with you guys as it relates to this is if it doesn't play out the way that you want it to, what would stop it? And the other question is, if it actually plays out exactly how you see it, why would it play out that way? What would influence that? Pause, maybe rewind, go back, write those questions down and answer these with neutral thinking, again, stating out the facts, what it is that is true without the emotion. And what I want you to also do is when you answer these questions is remember how important your language is when you do, okay? In this moment, I need for you to remove the ifs. It's not going to be if this happens, then this might happen, right? It needs to be when this happens, this undoubtedly will happen, right? Because we know how important that language is. And here's the last thing that I want to leave you with as it relates to having a plan (laughs) is you can go in with the right answers and a completely sound bulletproof plan. And it could go completely south of what you had hoped for, what you had visualized. You have to realize that if you are going to go for something, you will have heartbreak. But if you are not willing to go there, if you are not willing to go to heartbreak, then you are never actually going to get what it is that you are truly after. So recognize that having a plan isn't going to keep you from heartbreak, okay? There's going to be times where things out of our control completely take us into left field. That is okay. You did nothing wrong in the circumstance. It is the fact that you were showing up with a plan to try, to learn, to get back up again that matters. In fact, remember what it is that I say quite often? If you are not experiencing some sort of resistance in your life, 
You don't have big enough goals. You're not going after anything. You're staying still. Going after big things means that you're going to, again, find moments of hard. That tells you that that is exactly where it is that you need to be. It's not going to last forever. I can promise you that. If anything, what you go through is going to prepare you for the level up that you are about to take if you just keep choosing to put one foot in front of the other, okay? So that's the second one is it takes a plan. The next thing, it takes hard choices. And this is the one that blew my mind and stuck with me more than anything else. It's the idea that choice is an illusion. Think about it. If you want to get from point A to point B, there is a formula. There is only one set formula, right? Maybe there's different ways to do it within the formula, but 99.9% of the time, you know that's going to take these set of behaviors and actions to get there. There is no choice in any of that. You either do it or you don't. And the only choice that you have actually is that you choose to show up or you choose not to. At the end of the day, it's going to take what it takes if you want to get somewhere and it's up to you to do the things necessary or not. You do not have a choice about how you are going to do things if you plan to stay true to the goal that you made. You have to get so real on what the goal is, what the formula is to get there, and then ask yourself if you are willing to make the sacrifices necessary to get there. Now, I'm speaking some really hard truth. I'm, I'm going no BS, hitting you right between the eyes on this one. I'm not saying that you need to be a robot, right? I'm not saying to run off all of your relationships and turn into this completely robotic person that doesn't have a life. I'm not saying that. I want you to live, right? But this is where you have to look at the goal that you have and realistically taking inventory of the actions and behaviors that you're currently exhibiting, Now, what I recommend in this situation is that you start small. Start small by looking at the little everyday choices that you are making. If you want to be a better athlete, look at your recovery, right? Are you able to get to the workout from day to day or are you hurt 90% of the time? Do you need to sleep more? Do you need to eliminate certain things from your diet? Do you need to stop scrolling and watching TV? Do you need to stop comparing yourself to other people? Do you need to like actually pick up a book and fill your mind with positivity? Instead of, again, doing the adverse of that, right? So there's those little choices that we know that we should be making, but we're choosing not to make them. Those are the little places that you start. And just those things alone, I have to imagine, will make all the difference. But again, what I want you to take from this is that there is a certain formula and it is your choice to do the formula or not. Start small with those little things and build your way up if you are truly serious about getting where it is that you want to be, okay? The next thing, it takes a verbal governor. (laughs) What someone says to you has maybe one-tenth of the power, but what you say to yourself easily has the rest, meaning what you tell yourself, what you think to yourself, and what you say out loud is going to bring more of an influence on you than anything that anyone else will ever say, even though sometimes it feels like the opposite. It is so easy as humans to find the bad 
and what's lacking. Can we agree with that? <laughs> it's so much easier than trying to find the positive and focusing on the positive. What's also true is that saying things out loud and verbalizing them is so much more detrimental than thinking them. They talk about this in the book, how they've done studies on it. Saying it out loud puts the cherry on top of the cake, okay? So knowing this stuff, the push to thinking more neutral and managing what it is that you say out loud will make all of the difference in your success. Think of it like a diet, right? And this is the way that he explained it in the book, and I love this analogy. When you want to become healthier or a better eater, you don't just become a better eater, right? You don't, Jesus, you don't just dominate the broccoli train. That one made me laugh. (laughs) You start with eliminating the stuff that's crap. So start to find the ways that you might be speaking negatively out loud throughout the day and work to minimize and shift that. Also potentially recognize the environments that you're in and how that's influencing the language that you might be having or the language that you're hearing from day to day that might be impacting you. Now, I want to share this, okay, because this is also very real. It's I am not speaking in terms that life is perfect and that bad things don't happen. There are going to be times in your life where things, again, hit you from left field and they are going to suck. They are going to freaking cut you at your knees. And in the moment, there will not be anything that will truly make it better. But what I do know, and I think what we can agree with, is there's always a way to make it worse. And that is with your language and how your language transpires into your behaviors and actions. The best part of all of this, you guys, is even though this feels kind of deep, is that the decision to eliminate negative talk from your life is 100% in your control. Because how frustrating is it when you are trying to do something and there's so many uncontrollables that are keeping you from doing it? What if, in fact, not even just what if, how does it feel knowing that just by eliminating negative behavior, that is 100% in your control and can make a huge influence in your life? Line your speech up with who it is that you want to be and the outcome that you desire. Go back to that person, that person that you're like, I want to be this person. Think about how they act, how they speak, how they behave, all the things. Write those things down. Those are going to give you your answers. Make sure your speech lines up with that person and how they act from day to day and the outcome that you desire. Do not wait to become the elite athlete. Do not wait to become the mother. Do not wait to become whatever it is that you're after right now. Be her or him now and line up everything that follows with that person that you desire to be now. Okay, the last one. It takes a negativity diet. So a lot of these sort of relate to one another. They string together. This was such an interesting part of the book. So as Trevor, the author of the book, was growing up, his father would subliminally, and I guess just without his knowledge, uh, message and put things into his awareness and into his life to create the man that he is today. From the conversations that he had, to the books that he read to him at night, to the questions that he had with him or asked him and the conversations that they had, like just reading through these things, I was like, oh my God, if I am ever a parent, 
that is exactly how I want to do it. Like right there. Okay. And so now fast forward all these years, he is just on a different level. He thinks in a different way and it is hard for him to understand people that don't speak the language that he speaks. Hence the reason why he is in the job that he's in. He makes some of the best athletes in the entire world that are completely unstoppable. Now, during some of his times, he's hit walls where he is in this place where he just can't understand how people do not understand the importance of these things and how they cannot wrap their brain around them. And so what he did to get on their level was he did just that. He went to their level and he did the habits that a normal day-to-day human being would do. (laughs) And what happened was astounding. These are some of the things that he grew up with in his childhood. Let me rewind a little bit, okay? Here are some of the rules that they had in their household. The first one, no national news, no country music or rhythm blues, Can't is a word that is outlawed in the house and no stinking thinking, okay? So that is what he grew up with. Those were the rules in his household. He basically flipped the script and reversed every single one of those and on a month-long experiment, think of like the, the documentary Super Size Me, where he literally ate McDonald's three times a day and the guy was in terrible shape, okay? That's what this guy did, is for four to five hours a day, he would start to take those things. He would start with his good routines and mentally get himself in the right spot. And then the rest of the day would be all about doing these habits and these rules going against everything that he knows. And a month later, he found himself so depressed thinking and talking so negatively, not himself, to the point where he had to go to therapy and completely rewire his brain. One month of that versus an entire lifetime of nothing but neutral, productive thinking. Guys, are you hearing the words that are coming out of my mouth right now? We just talked about how you have the control to make small flips in your life. Think about the things in your environment that are in your control that you are choosing to allow to be poison in your life and they are drowning you, okay? Make the choice to control what you can control and stop allowing for these negative things to consume your life. For me, these are the flips that I've made over the last couple of weeks and they have made me feel so different in the energy that I have to how I think, to how I just even have conversations with myself and navigate throughout the day. More reading. So I've been reading this book like a freaking freight train. Okay, so anytime that I would find myself just doing something unproductive, scrolling, right? Some of the negative habits like that I just didn't want to be a part of anymore. I read, I picked up my Kindle and I started to read. Time limits on social media was another one. I switched it to an hour total because I do still work on social media. I have online clients that I can tribute through there. And I also really enjoy putting out good content for people. Like that is a part of my mission is to provide joy and sunshine to people. And so I still do that, right? That's still important for me to be on social in that way. But I limited how much time that I am able to actually be on the apps. And it cuts me off every time I hit that time limit. I monitor my music choices and this was a big one. I was like, wow, all of those things that like, I don't want to happen. I'm sitting here just like singing along to the song and I'm like, God, this is like such a sob story. Like no wonder certain things have happened to me in my life or no wonder like I am attracting these sort of outcomes. It's just, it it makes so much sense. 
And I've always done this, but I don't watch the news. I don't read the news, guys. Call me ignorant. Call me ridiculous for living underneath the rock. But ignorance is bliss in that category for me, okay? I am so much of a happier, positive human being because of that. So again, how can you control little things like that to take the negativity out of your life and make these last few things a lot easier on you that we've talked about, okay? And this is where I want to leave you with is one of my favorite quotes from the first couple of chapters, okay? Whatever anyone tells you is complete noise. Make the choice to focus on what you are, not what other people think you are. This one hit home and I closed the book, or I guess I shut off my Kindle, but I shut off my Kindle and I was just floored because I thought of how many things that I do in my life, things that I say, ways that I act and behave in certain circumstances how those things are to please other people and to live up to what they think of me and what they expect from me versus what I think and know that I am and who it is that I want to be. I thought that I had that part together. And when I read that, I realized that I didn't. And I'm not saying shame on me whatsoever, but the way that I started operating now is by taking that pressure off of me of what everyone wants me to be and what I think that they want me to be to who it is that I want to be. And operating from a place that's authentic and genuine to me without judgment. I want to give you the freedom and permission to eliminate both the positive and the negative from your life as it relates to the noise that's coming in from what other people are telling you. To just sit in a moment of silence and really think about who it is that you want to be, how that person behaves, how that person acts, how that person talks to themselves, how that person loves and treats themselves. Act from that today. It takes what it takes, but it's got to start with you knowing who it is that you want to be first before you could ever get to where it is that you want to be. So start with that. Start with acting from that person and then go out there, apply some of these things and watch the shifts that are going to happen in your life. Thank you guys so much for showing up for you today. I hope that this episode was mind-blowing just like how it was for me reading through this book. Cannot wait to do part two with you guys next week. But until then, you guys, please be sure to rate the episode or rate the podcast if you haven't already or share the episode if you feel like there's someone else that needs to hear some of these practices. Again, until then, I wish you the best Taco Tuesday and I'll see you guys next week for part two. See you then.